Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and I'm a professional astrologer for over 30 years. Today is Sunday, October 6, 2019, and I am recording this podcast from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica. And it has been quite a week and a few days, and we've got more ahead of us. So let's start with talking about Pluto, because Pluto is always a good place to start. Pluto went direct on Thursday in the wee hours of the night. And Pluto going direct means that everything that has been looming under the surface or in the underworld accompanying Pluto has now reached the surface and is coming out into the light. So Pluto went retrograde back in April and we are now experiencing the release of all that Pluto is in the underworld. So this is darkness, this is intensity, this is passion, this is everything that we can expect when the the planet of transformation, the planet of renaissance, the planet of the underworld turns around in stations and goes forward. And it went forward at 20 degrees. So lots of things. First of all, last week leading up to Pluto going direct felt very difficult for a lot of people. The energy was very heavy. The energy was dense. It was complicated and people had complicated emotions and complicated feelings and it was not a simple time. Pluto is a collective planet. The outer planets are running the collective. They're they're running alongside the collective and they are showing us what the collective needs to show us. So what we are seeing and what we are feeling coming from the collective and the collective unconscious is always going to give us something big in our world and then simultaneously something personal. So if you're like me and you're a sensitive soul, then you are going to feel everything. And I felt everything. And it's my job in some ways to feel everything because I can then explain it to the masses, to the rest of the world and explain what this feels like, but it really felt like we were dredging up some old stuff and it was coming forward and dealing with some very powerful emotions and some very powerful feelings and some giant movements in our lives and some big emotions, big emotions. So when I observed people in the last week, I can safely say I saw a lot of big emotions, uh, intensity, uh, not always good intensity, sometimes con- conflicted intensity, and that cannot feel good. So, you know, our job with Pluto is to figure out where it's surfacing in our life, in our chart, and what we're needing to do with it. Because Pluto is always about empowerment and disempowerment. If we are not feeling empowered, then we need to go back in and take over the power someplace where we have perhaps cast it aside, allowed others to take our power away from us, allow a situation, doesn't have to be a person, it could be a situation where we are allowing that situation to dominate our life, dominate our thoughts, dominate our emotions, and 
may be more than one situation. Could be a family situation, could be a work situation, could just be an emotional situation and your old emotional patterns. So that's part of it. Okay. Now, the moon went into Capricorn yesterday, Saturday, or, or actually it went in on Friday and it started to make aspects on Saturday. So first thing was that it hit the south node in Capricorn. And so the moon goes to the south node and we have to avoid that black hole of emotional stuff that brings us into our old patterns and keeps us in the vortex of the past. We have to be very aware of it. We have to not succumb to it. We have to continue to connect with people because the North Node is in Cancer. Um, so that's the first step. A couple hours later, the Moon conjunct Saturn, but it was not an average conjunction. It was an occultation, which we've talked about here before. Now, an occultation is when the Moon hides the light of the planet involved. So here's the Moon involving itself with Saturn and blocking Saturn's light. So you may have not felt disciplined. You may have felt that your important work lost its flavor, which wasn't true. It felt like that for a moment when Saturn was blocked, but that wasn't necessarily the truth. It's just the, our observation of it. And then in the middle of the night, last night, the moon came to Pluto in a conjunction. Now remember, Pluto's stationed. Pluto moved direct on Thursday, but is still at 20 degrees and will be for the rest of this month. And so Pluto is not moving very fast at all. It is very, very slow. It will not hit 21 degrees till the 12th of November. So don't even think about it. It's just staying at 20. This is what an outer planet does. It stays at that degree when it stations. It stays there coming up to the station and then it stays there after the station for a while. So what happened here was that the moon conjunct a stationary Pluto and it occulted a stationary Pluto. And there you are for a moment. The light of Pluto is blocked and we think our transformation is not happening. We think we're in running the same track over and over again. And it's not true. We can't believe that. We just have to know that the transformation is slightly blocked at the moment. But this re-triggered everything that we experienced last week. So last week, when Pluto was dredging up the big emotions, this brought up some more big emotions because the, the moon came in and, you know, conjunct it and triggered it all over again. Personally, I'm, again, I'm a sensitive being. This is why I do what I do. This is why I'm good at what I do. I got triggered to the point where I woke up at that exact time that Pluto was being triggered by the moon and was awake for hours. So it was the middle of the night for me and it was not fun. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that's going to happen to you. Uh, I'm not a Capricorn. I don't have any um, planets that are in a major aspect to this right now. Um, they will be, but this is, you know, I'm feeling it. And I'm sure everybody else is feeling it. I I'm feel sort of like the filter. I feel these things first and I'm like translating to everyone else. So everything got dredged up again. And this morning I was greeted with people talking to me about some very profound breaks in their life. And some of them are breakthroughs and some of them felt like they were breakdowns or breakaways. And it was just, you know, sometimes it was the last straw for some people. And I can understand that being this being the last straw and 
This is one of those aspects that feels like it's the last straw. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm done. I can't tolerate this anymore. I want to like tear my hair out. I want to scream. And that's how we feel when we get triggered by Pluto like this. We just, we just can't imagine not transforming. Okay. Life requires transformation. Life requires that we grow and we change and we shift and our consciousness shifts. So what we were having happen last night was that it's like, oh no, not this again. I'm not doing this again. This is a pattern. I'm not doing this again. Sorry. Emotionally? No, thank you. I don't want this story to, to be relived again. And I watched a lot of that uh, surface in, the, in today. So that's the other part. That's the other part of, you know, what the occultation does. Now, Mercury went into Scorpio on Thursday, uh, a couple hours after Pluto went direct. So Mercury, the planet of communication, is in, you know, this water sign of Scorpio, perhaps a little sarcastic, perhaps a little intense with the thoughts, the musings, the passionate ideas. It's great if you use it for passionate ideas. It's not great if you have obsessive ideas, which is exactly what Scorpio and Pluto can do, make us obsessive and obsess about things that probably don't matter very much, or we're, especially with Mercury, we could obsess about minutia. So I recommend just sort of transcending all of that and working with the energy and seeing it for what it is and just try to keep moving. Mars went into Libra on Friday. So we talked about these things last week, but I want to review them a little bit because they are relevant. Mars is the co-ruler of Scorpio and it's Pluto's buddy, you know, so it's the lower octave of Pluto. So when it goes into Libra, it's in its sign of detriment and it's not entirely happy. It can't express itself the way it likes to. Libra is a very polite sign. Mars is rough around the edges. Mars doesn't want to be polite. Mars wants to be direct and does not want to come in through the back door. But sometimes in these cases, it has no choice. Why is this important? Because on Tuesday, the 8th in two days, Venus is going to go into Scorpio. So now Venus is going to join Mercury in Scorpio, but Mars is in its detriment and then Venus will be in its detriment because Venus rules Taurus, the opposite sign of Scorpio. So a little astrology lesson. When a planet is in its opposite of its rulership, it's called detriment. And this is not fun for the planet that, that's in its detriment, you know, like Venus will be in Scorpio. And while she could be really va-va-voom there, you know, she's in Scorpio, um, what's the potential here is that you know, she gets a little carried away. She gets obsessive about relationships. Um, she is uh, passionate, but brooding and intense and sometimes dark. And so when Venus gets all in Scorpio, as she will on Tuesday afternoon for the next month, she's going to you know, be in her, it, this is a relationship planet in its detriment. We've got Mars in its detriment. We've got Venus in its detriment. This is very complicated. And you may be feeling that your relationships need work, need attention, need passion, need something different. And sometimes this is a breaking point. Sometimes this is a growing point and it means you need to pay attention. This is not the best time to start a relationship, but we, you know, if you do, you do. This is the way, this is the way it is. You have to see these things, Venus in its detriment, Mars in its detriment with clarity and not go into a situation feeling like, you know, 
you know, um, how am I going to manage this? You know, it seems out of control to me or something or, you know, something that doesn't necessarily feel secure or feel, feel thriving. It may feel like you're irritated by relationships. It may feel like, how are you going to deal with the problems of today? You know, how are we going to manifest goodness out of this? And that's our job. We have to look at these planets and say, okay, I'm not going to let them get to me. It's a bumpy ride a little bit right now, but that's okay. We're going to get there and we're going to, we're going to move through this. They always have something to teach us, always have something to teach us about relationships. The worst thing we can allow is ourselves to get carried away and not like do the work that accompanies this and not feel like we are in control of our lives, that the relationship is taking us someplace that we don't want to go or, or like, you know, this is, this is, can be a controlling kind of time, you know, Mars doesn't like having to be polite and like take the back seat and wants to be first and it wants to be direct. Venus doesn't Venus likes the comfort of being in Scorpio I mean in Taurus does not like the comfort there is no comfort of being in Scorpio it's edgy it's dark it's sometimes manipulative and you know last year this time Venus went retrograde in Scorpio and stayed there for a while and we had to deal with that and that was particularly complicated so again we are in a complicated time around relationships it's not easy work with it do not despair we're going to get out of this. I mean, by mid-November, this is all finished. I mean, Venus is going to be in Sag on November 2nd, and Mars will get out of uh, Libra and go into one of its favorite signs of Scorpio on the 19th. So right now, 19th of November, right now they're in each other's houses. So Venus loves Libra. Mars loves Scorpio. They're in each other's houses. It's like they did the key exchange. Oh, you can borrow my house while I borrow your house at the same time. And we just exchange keys and it's pretty cool. Except these guys don't like being in each other's houses. They're, they're not comfortable. This isn't home to them. And so we have to adjust to this. This is asking us to make some adjustments in our relationships and see things. Maybe not get so despairing or, you know, uh, disillusioned by them. Then in another twist, we have the sun tomorrow squaring Saturn. And this is very important. It's going to square it at 3.07 p.m. Eastern time. And the sun is our life force, as you know. And the sun is our energy, our light, our beingness, our self, our sense of self. And when it squares Saturn, now it's in Libra, it's going to square Saturn and Capricorn. It's, you know, it's a bit sticky. It's, it's a little complicated. It's feeling restricted, feeling like someone's trying to control you, feeling like your energy is sapped. You just, you don't feel like yourself. But this too shall pass, except normally, of course, the sun is going to square Saturn every year. It's going to do it twice a year. It's going to be an opening square and a closing square. And that means that we're, it's moving towards you know, conjunction or opposition. Um, but what happens when the sun squares Saturn, we feel like, you know, here's another hit to the relationship. The sun's in Libra. And the sun doesn't love being in Libra because in addition to rulership, we have something else called exaltation. So when Venus and Mars, I say, are they're in their detriment, they are not in their rulership. They are in the opposite sign of their rulership. There's also places where these planets are exalted. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. 
Venus is exalted in Pisces. The sun also has its exaltation in the sign of Aries. So when it goes into Libra, it's in its sign of fall. Okay, so there's this. Again, we're having a little astrology lesson. Exaltation means it's not ruling that place, but it's a very favored place in the zodiac for the planet to be. And the sun particularly likes 19 Aries and does not like 19 Libra. And here we are with the sun, you know, (laughs) at 14, and it's going to square Saturn. And eventually, why this is stickier than usual is because the sun is going to move into yet another square with Pluto next Monday. So this Monday is all about tomorrow is the square to Saturn. And in this, in this week, the sun is going to start making a journey from Saturn to Pluto in a square. And it's one square to another square. So we're in a T-square. And so in the middle of the week, the sun is going to be squaring both planets widely, not exactly. So when I say it's a square and the aspect is happening, that's an exact aspect. That means the numbers are 14 degrees and 14 degrees. Pluto is at 20 degrees and the sun will reach 20 degrees on Monday the 14th, which is Columbus Day in the U.S. and Thanksgiving in Canada. And this is the sun square Pluto. So now we're going to have this interesting and complicated week of the sun navigating Saturn and Pluto. And while the sun is going to greet them next year in January in Capricorn, this is the last stressful aspect the sun will make to both of these planets before it goes to that sun and Capricorn um, conjunction. And I should tell you that's when the Saturn-Pluto is going to be exact. So there's going to be an eclipse. There's going to be a Saturn-Pluto. The sun is going to be involved. The moon is going to be involved. That's going to be one heck of a time next January. But we're not there yet. We're still in October, and we're still looking at the navigation of the sun from Saturn to Pluto. So here it is again. Remember, I've been talking about this all year. Saturn goes from, we go from Saturn to Pluto because Saturn has been behind Pluto, okay? So we're going from discouragement, we're going from feeling blocked, we're going from, you know, wow, why shouldn't I give up? I should give up, to a moment of epiphany, transformation, moving beyond transcendence. So what we're transforming is, and that's up to you, you know, look at your life, see what happens this week in relationships, in certain areas, if you know your chart, where's Libra, where's Capricorn? Um, so we're moving, we're actually, I'm sorry, it's not a T-square, it's just a big square, one big giant square from the sun to Saturn, the sun to Pluto. And so this is going to be complicated. We do have a T-square because next weekend, because the moon will be in Aries. So we're going to have the moon in Aries. We're going to have this lovely full moon. And that's the T-square. The T-square is we're having a full moon squaring Pluto. And we are going to move from Saturn And we are going to move into Pluto, but we are having one heck of a full moon next weekend. Because even though the sun won't exactly reach 20 where Pluto is, the exact moment, it's still, it's going to happen in the wee hours of the morning. So, you know, in the evening when we're having that full moon in Libra and Aries, actually the moon will be in Aries. That's what's going to form the T-square. The sun is really in Libra. It's Aries. It's Capricorn. Yes that's a lot of planetary energy 
That's a lot of T-square energy that happens next weekend. And as the sun moves from Saturn and it moves into Pluto, they're not conjunct, they're just squared, but it's a really complicated, um, uncomfortable aspect. Now, I don't mean to sound scary. I don't mean to sound like this is not going to evolve into something better. It's up to us to make it better. You can sit in your room and cry with the shades down under the covers. If that's what you need to do, then that's fine. No one's going to judge you if that's what you need to do. Maybe you need a purge. Maybe you need a mental health day. Maybe you need to like get out of bed and step into your power and assert yourself in a way that you have not done before. And you need to own that. So it's complicated because remember Mars is in Libra and we don't feel like asserting ourselves so much, but we need to own something in this very powerful T-square with the moon in Aries next weekend, the full moon in Aries. So when you look up at the sky and you see that beautiful full moon next weekend, next Sunday, you go, ah, this is really hanging out with Saturn and Pluto. Um, because the moon will square Saturn in the, wee hours of Saturday morning and then it's going to square Pluto at 6 p.m. This is all Eastern time and that Pluto square is going to come after the full moon which happens at 5.08 p.m. Eastern at 20 degrees of Aries. Um, The happy news is that the moon and the sun are going to be trining and sextiling Jupiter. So we're going to have nice relationships with Jupiter. So there's going to be an opening in this. And we want that opening. We need that opening. We can't be locked into this cardinal T-square. Cardinal signs like to take action. Um, Jupiter is going to soothe it. Jupiter is in its own sign for a little while yet. And it's going to soothe this this T-square by sextile, by being in a sextile with the sun and a trine with the moon. The, the, the light's will make a very nice contact with Jupiter. So my goal for everyone is to understand the level of transformation that you're in, understand what's shifting and changing in your life, and understand that, you know, you're getting an opportunity to really see what you're doing here and what you need to do. And don't back away. Let Jupiter's confidence guide you through this. When Pluto went direct last Thursday, now it's headed towards its conjunction with Saturn. So remember, back on September 18th, Saturn went direct. And then now Pluto's going direct. And they're getting ready. They're revving up to meet at 21 degrees of Capricorn next January. Okay? So what I'm starting to see and what I'm sure other people are starting to feel is that that conjunction is coming. And we're, we're headed towards it. And it's got something to do with what we've just experienced. So there are breakthroughs. I certainly had breakthroughs. I know people that had breakthroughs. There are breakouts. People I know have had breakouts. Um, meaning they couldn't, that, the, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So we're all shifting and we have to. We have to. We don't have a choice. We have to shift right now. Pluto and Saturn expect that of us. They expect us to do this work and heal and master a certain area of our life. We've got to step up to the plate. We've got to stay focused and we have to, you know, get our courage in place and move it forward. So in the meantime, there's going to be some 
activity, these planets that have entered Scorpio. So Mercury is going to oppose Uranus tomorrow. And Mercury is going to, and that's an opportunity for some brilliant thinking. It's also an opportunity to be a nervous wreck, but don't do that. Use the energy to elevate your mind. Elevate your mind. Bring it to a place of understanding something new and bigger than the minutia of your life, okay? And then when Venus goes into Scorpio, she will oppose Uranus next Saturday the 12th. So this is a, another big opposition Again, elevate your relationships, elevate your relationship with yourself, elevate your emotions, um, do something brilliantly creative, get a brainstorm, get some good ideas going. This is a great week to get some ideas going. And, you know, who's to say that the Saturn and the Pluto entangling with the sun and the moon isn't going to bring some epiphany about ideas and our life and, and what we're trying to achieve. Remember they're in Capricorn and though they may not be creatively, um, creatively oriented or, or necessarily uh, career oriented, they're still asking us to master something. Maybe it's our emotions. Maybe it's our feelings. Maybe it's our unconscious. Maybe it's master the way we handle people. Maybe it's the way we master our family or our hidden past. So lots and lots of thought this week. We've got so many things going on. And when that sun makes that square to Pluto next Monday, remember it's, it's not where it's besieged and in between the two planets, but it is in between the two planets because it's moving in Libra between these two planets in one square and another square. And it's like really in between the two squares. And then we've get this T-square with the moon in Aries, which happens on Saturday. It starts, it gets revved up on Saturday. So next week is going to be more the same. And just try to keep it calm and understand what's happening and understand where the shifts and the changes need to occur. Don't keep banging your head against the wall. The sun Saturn could really make you bang your head against the wall. Don't do that. Make sure that you are feeling what momentum needs to happen. You know, we get frustrated with Saturn. That's where the frustrations are. Like things seem intolerable. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. I've hit my limit. And then it opens up with Pluto. Now that's going to switch once Saturn gets past Pluto next, but that's not till next year. And Saturn's going to whiz by Pluto in February. So that's not what we're at yet. We're still at a place where you know, we hit Saturn, the wall of Saturn first, and then the evolution of Pluto. Make sure that you don't get stuck in the wall of Saturn. Make sure you rise up to the, to the evolution of Pluto. You can do this. We can all do this. You have to navigate. Look at what's making you frustrated. It might be a relationship because remember the sun is in Libra. Mars is in Libra. It might be a relationship where this is going to give you some, you know, pause. And then if you can transform the nature of that relationship as we get closer to the square with Pluto, bravo, that's what you want to do. So there may be relationships that are frustrating. It doesn't have to be a personal intimate relationship. Could be a work relationship. Could be a family relationship. Could be the one you have with your cat. But you need to navigate the relationship. Don't give your power away to the cat. 
or to your parents or to the memory of your parents or to any of your colleagues or partners, okay? Everybody's got to stay balanced. That's the nature of Libra, balance. And so here's a hint for the upcoming weeks. Mars is in Libra. It's following the sun in Libra, which means that Mars is going to do the same thing not going to participate in a full moon, but Mars is going to do the same thing and get involved with Saturn and then get involved with Pluto. We won't see that for a little while yet. That's not going to be till the end of the month, but don't worry about it because we've got some weeks ahead. The sun is going, remember the sun is where the light is. So you're going to get some information that's going to help you with that Mars transit through Saturn and Pluto. Okay. Where's the moon right now? It's in a, well, it's not in Aquarius just yet. It's going to be in Aquarius in a couple hours. It's void in Capricorn. So it will be in Aquarius in about an hour or so it'll go in. Um, and it will be in Aquarius for the next couple of days. So that'll give us some thinking and some analytical power. Tomorrow will be in Aquarius all day. Fine. And then Tuesday it goes into Aquarius and goes void at 2.30 p.m. on the East Coast. And it's void the rest of the day on Tuesday until it goes into Pisces the next afternoon. So it's going to go into Pisces at 12.05 p.m. on Wednesday, which is Yom Kippur. Um, so I think it's an interesting thing, and I thought of this this week, looking at the calendar and looking at what's coming this month, this week. Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. And if you are celebrating that, um, you know, it's a sort of a somber holiday. It's not like a festive holiday like Rosh Hashanah, Happy New Year. This is more of a somber day of atonement. And I think it's a good place for the moon to be. The moon is moving from Aquarius to Pisces. And that's a really good place to atone. You know, think about everything. Think about your goals. Think about your long-term goals. And then Pisces is where we surrender. Pisces is the end of the zodiac. So if there's ever a time to atone, it's this week. It's this Wednesday, Thursday, and you know, Friday while the moon is in Pisces. And that's a really good note to end on. So we're, we're going to see Pisces through the rest of the week. And then we go into Aries and that's where we have the full moon next weekend. And I will be back next week to discuss the full moon with you. In the meantime, have a look at my blog. I just wrote all about Pluto going stationary direct. My website is the golden astrologer. Uh, the blog is called astrologers thoughts and you can look at that. And I'm here with my podcast on Podbean, on iTunes, anywhere podcasts are available on my website. You can email me at info at the golden astrologer.com. And you can email um, or you can contact me through, I'm, I'm on Instagram. At, I'm the golden astrologer on Instagram and I'm at Deb Astrology on Twitter. If you would like a session, I am available for sessions. You can book it directly on my site. If you have questions about that, you can always email me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. I welcome you um, and your questions, and I thank you for listening, and have a peaceful day of atonement, and I will see you on the other side of the full moon. Have a good week.